0: This podcast is sponsored by the Social Enterprise and Crowdfunding Conference. Learn more at secfc.co.
1: Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe.
0: Hello everyone, this is Devin Thorpe, a Forbes contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing and we have two great guests with us today, a social entrepreneur Herbert Moore who is the CEO and founder of a startup Wise Banyan and executive director of Village Capital, one of the great firms backing social entrepreneurs in America, uh, Ross Baird. Ross and Herbert, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank Thanks you for having us. Well, this is uh, going to be a great conversation. Uh, Ross, let's start with you. Uh, let's talk, let's provide a little context quickly for the audience so they understand. You're part of the uh, source initiative to identify social entrepreneurs in the United States who are uh, building companies to serve meaningful social problems and you've started with Uh, finance is a problem. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how this program works.
2: Yeah, so at at Village Capital um, and and our partners in the source initiative across the US, we recruit entrepreneurs that are solving the biggest problems in our time and if you look globally, um, income inequality is larger than it's been since the lifetime of most people in the world. Um, A lot of people are really down on the direction the economy is moving, but we're not. We think that there are a number of different ways to provide access to opportunity to low-income people, and um, financial services is one of them. So in this program that we're talking about today and in all of our programs, we recruit entrepreneurs that can provide access to opportunity for low-income people in the U.S. and around the world. And, In the U.S., uh, there are um, nearly 100 million people, one in three, who access some form of informal financial services. Um, This means maybe it's payday loans, maybe it's uh, check cashing places. The average low-income person in the U.S. spends about $40,000 in their lifetime in fees from informal sector financial service markets. And it's the same emerging market. I mean, around the world... um, over fifty percent of people in the world don't access formal financial services, and uh, we think that uh, everybody in the world thinks about one thing every day, and it's it's money. And if your money is not safe, if you don't have access to money, if you don't have a place to grow your wealth, it just limits your access to opportunities. So we worked with fourteen teams that can enable low-income people in the U.S. and around the world to grow their to grow their wealth in this program over the last three months.
0: Well, that's a great uh, a great summary, and and so. Your process has yielded from 15 candidate companies, two companies that have ha, you identified as real winners, and, and what have you given these two companies?
2: It's a good question. So we recruited nationally. We got um, over 100 applications from across the U.S. We worked with 14 companies over a three-and-a-half-month uh, boot camp-like program to take really great companies and make them ready to, to grow and then we also have a fund that invests in graduates of these programs, and we invest $50,000 uh, out of this fund into companies. But unlike your average business plan competition where an investment committee or a celebrity judging panel picks the winners, actually the entrepreneurs themselves pick the winners. So we are going to be investing 50000 in two companies, uh, and they were actually picked by the 14 participants. So our entrepreneurs were picked by their peers, which we think are your, your biggest supporters and your toughest critics are not when you're in class the teacher at the front of the room but the, the person sitting in the chair next to you uh,
0: that's a great great model and so the two companies that won were e-money pool and also WiseBanyan, uh, wise banyan right yeah Now uh, we're gonna give herbert a minute to introduce himself in just a minute but why don't you take 30 seconds and tell us a little bit about e-money pool
2: yeah so e-money pool um takes a uh, concept called, depending on the country you're in, a savings group. Um, in you know, in Kenya, they call them chamas. There are over 200 names for savings groups. Basically, you get together with a group of your friends, and if you can't access a bank account, we might each put in a couple hundred bucks, and when one of us needs to access the group, we, we go to the group and draw out a certain um, amount of money to buy what we need to upgrade our house or to pay for our kid who had to go to the hospital or, or, or whatever. So this seems like a niche thing. In America alone, there are nearly 40 million people who participate in these savings groups and nearly all of them are cash based and in the informal market. And e-money pool enables people to take the savings group that they're already participating in, puts them online, makes their cash more secure enables them to build a credit rating based off of the activity that they're already participating in, and enables them to maybe get a auto loan or a bank loan or a, student loan for their kids, access the opportunity that they want, it, they want to be able to access.
0: It's moving people out of the informal financial economy into the more formal financial economy. That's great. Now, Herbert, this is your time to shine. Tell us what on earth Wise Banion is doing.
3: <laughs> so Wise Banion is the world's first free online investment advisor, and we started with a mission of providing access to high-quality uh, investment products for individuals. So we allow people to come online to our website and through a process that essentially mimics what a good financial advisor will do in person, we create a portfolio for that client based on his or her investment objectives. And the portfolio is all low-cost ETFs, our clients don't pay trading fees, but the biggest thing is that we can offer this with no minimums. Um, and So what that does is it allows all the people that don't have the necessary capital to meet the minimums for a financial advisor, it allows them to start investing earlier for their goals and then reach those goals sooner.
0: Well, this is really remarkable that when, people, when you start thinking about the opportunity to take very small amounts of money, whether that's $10, $100, or $500, and to be able to actually uh, invest that in the stock market uh, is really pretty revolutionary, especially when you're talking about doing it on a no-fee basis. How does that work? How have you done it?
3: So to be able to take the smaller amounts of money, we're one of two firms that can offer fractional shares. So we can give you... 50 cents, uh, 5% of a $10 portfolio if we want in a certain allocation or sector. Um, And then to be able to take it to the extreme with no fees, we build on a a completely scalable platform that allows everything is is digital and that when you come to our website, we believe that uh, we're we're a scalable platform that can offer this product and service with no fee and it doesn't cost us anything to take an additional client. Unlike a traditional investment advisor that has a relatively high overhead cost, the average independent RIA in this country has an $1,800 a year per client overhead. We essentially, at at the margin, have none. And so we pass this along to our customers to be able to allow them to invest for their future.
0: I've got to ask, because if you're not charging fees... This is just a charity unless there's a revenue stream. What's the revenue stream?
3: In the, This year, later on this year, we're rolling out, uh, it's a web freemium model. So later on this year, we're going to roll out additional products and services, whether it's tax loss harvesting or an enhanced income product on the platform. Um, but the basic service will always remain free because we feel that not only the, from the service standpoint, but also to encourage and be able to uh, allow people to foster good investing and savings habits earlier to be able to get them in the door with no fee and no minimum is very important for us both from a business standpoint and also from a mission standpoint
0: well let's talk about your mission just a little bit and and drill down on that because if if the people you are targeting are people who are at the margins of our economy and who are not participating in uh, the formal financial markets already they may not even have bank accounts. How do they get their first 10 bucks, their first $100 invested on your platform? They can't mail you a, a bundle of uh, of cash. How does it work?
3: That's a really good question, and we see ourselves as solving part of the overall plat- problem. Um, that's correct. To invest with us, you need a bank account or a checking account. And really, where we see ourselves, whom we see ourselves serving now, are, are individuals that are already aware of this. Um, whether they're students or they just got their first job but they don't have any other options. Uh, Ross gave some great statistics earlier and one of our favorite is that nearly half of the people in this country couldn't come up with two thousand dollars in cash if they needed to and a lot of those people do have access to uh, financial infrastructure it's just that they don't have the large sums of savings that, that many other people enjoy. So with this platform we solve the part of the problem of the low minimums and we rely on some of our other uh, compatriots in the cohort to, to work on the other issues of, of being underbanked or, or for not having access to checking or savings account
0: well there is just it's hard to overstate the value of being able to accumulate some money somewhere because so many people don't i most of us struggle with accumulating some wealth and uh, so for young people for young families for working people i mean this is this is a universal problem isn't it
3: Absolutely, and the, I mean, com- compounding interest is an incredible force. So when you allow people the mechanism to start with $25 or $50 a week or a month, eventually that grows and grows over time. So even though uh, the sample period is relatively short, we've seen people up their allocations as jobs have changed or financial circumstances have changed. But to give them this really excellent mechanism to start earlier uh, allows them to build good behavior, build, a, build wealth, and reach their goals sooner.
0: Uh, Ross, tell us a little bit about the the criteria that, that Herbert's peers were using in order to make this determination. How did they choose the, the winner? What were they looking at in order to decide w- w- who ought to get this special recognition and, and uh, be able to advance?
2: Yeah, that's really a good question. So, um the way and first of all uh, you can't vote for yourself if you're we always get asked that question so everyone was ranking everyone else but weren't wasn't ranking themselves but if you and I are ranking Herbert according to the criteria there are six categories that uh, we think are critical to get right if you're an entrepreneur starting a business um, one is uh, the team and we can, go deeper into that, but they, they did an assessment of the team. Did they, is this the team that can actually pull off what they say they're going to pull off? Um, second is the product. Does the product work is it pretty simple, but very important thing to get right. Uh, third is customer validation. Do people actually want this? And I think this is one that, uh, social entrepreneurs in particular get wrong a lot of the time. Every, every great social entrepreneur is, uh, trying to solve a need. Um, but you have to have both need and demand, and making sure that not only is your product solving a problem, but there are people who want to pay for your solution to the problem is really, really critical. So that's that's the third piece. Um, the fourth is financials. Is this going to be a successful company? I mean, charities are wonderful. We're investing in businesses, and there has to be a financial case that this company is going to thrive. Um, fifth is impact, and how we think about impact is, is relative to scale. So... Um, We're most excited about companies where as the company grows, the impact grows. And with um, Wise Bangin is one that they did particularly well on. I mean, Wise Bangin is looking to reach hundreds of millions of people around the world. And, you know, hundreds of millions of people around the world today cannot, even the hundreds of millions, cannot afford the minimum of what... Uh, your average investment advisor is charging. So Roy's being to reach the scale at which the company will be successful. They truly need to have lower middle class people worldwide sign up for the service, which I'm sure Herbert is very excited for that to happen. Um, and the sixth is uh, return on capital. Do they have a strategy to where if I put in money as an investor, will I get my money back? Um, investing is, is we want to put money into the company. We want it to help the, uh, the company grow. And we would like to see... Financial returns happen when the company does grow. So, how likely is is this going to happen? So, those are those are the criteria. And is Bangian really hit it out of the park.
0: Well, it really is uh, uh, an amazing story that gets right at a critical, crucial social problem uh, for uh, low wealth individuals uh, in the United States, immediately and around the world, ultimately, uh, and. Uh, how do you, Herbert? As you as you look at what you're doing and the potential scale, uh, you're going to need a lot of money uh, because you've got to build a lot of infrastructure. Uh, while in theory the next the next individual is free to add to your system, the next two million may cost you something. How are you going to spool this up?
3: That's correct. I mean, so over half of the people that work at Wise Banyan are engineers. Uh, We are registered, we were previously registered with 17 states. We now have a national registration. Uh, We spend a lot of time and and money, frankly, on compliance uh, and and legal and regulatory issues. So, this is one reason why we saw an opportunity for this. It's while it is an online business, there are some barriers to entry, and and there are not a lot of people that could start it tomorrow. Um, And as we move forward with our plans to, in the funding, we have outside investors in addition to Village Capital, uh, and we see ourselves beginning to monetize and generate revenue from clients through uh, products and services that we're offering in the near to midterm. So with those, we hope to grow the business organically and also with some outside investors.
0: And uh, have you begun a formal capital raise to provide the capital you need for the next 2 million people you bring on?
3: <laughs> um, I'm happy to discuss that off the air. I think we've been advised not to not to talk about that publicly. But okay. uh, if Village Capital is involved, I think it's fair to say that yeah, people can probably draw their own conclusion.
0: All right. So uh, if we, I need like to I mean, maybe to offline. We'll talk to you about Reg D five hundred six C. And you can talk to people like me about these things. But uh, so uh, what what is next for you, Herbert?
3: Uh, next for us is improving and continuing to build the product. So we launched with the, the product, the free product that allows people to invest for free and with no minimum. And as we move forward, the additional freemium services that we hope to bring onto the platform to add demonstrable value to people. So when we looked at this industry, we felt like there was a lot of things that were unnecessary for clients, but then there also are value added that value add that a good financial advisor can bring, whether it's Um, intelligent uh, assessment of tax consequences and helping clients to plan for that. Um, Even if it's uh, looking at their split or out looking at the split between their taxable and non-taxable accounts, looking at external holdings that they might have and integrating that into an overall plan. So we, as we begin to go down the road, we start to think how can we add more and more value
0: to our clients. That's great. Now, Ross, what's next for village capital? You'll have another cohort, I presume. Uh, Tell us about what, Industry that will cover and what that process looks like and how people might apply to participate in it.
2: Yeah, um, let me let me say first uh, just to pick up on a comment that you and Herbert were talking about about you know you have to have a bank account to get to Wise Bing, and what happens if you don't have a bank account. We really think about building these cohorts as uh, holistic solutions to a big problem with each team solving a subset of the problem. So imagine, for example. An e-money pool client who doesn't have a bank account, who is able to get to a bank account after graduating free money pool. What's next? They've got four hundred extra dollars off of their most recent loan working out. They could invest that in Wise Bing, and we're already seeing formal partnerships across this cohort like that. Saying, "Well, I've got this angle of the problem. You've got it at that angle, and our partnership could be better." So, so we think about it. We really want to grow more of these cohorts, and we've done 27 of them over the last four years, but um, with lots of awesome enterprises solving subsets of big problems. So we have one currently running focused on energy um, across the U.S. We have one um, in India focused on last-mile distribution of affordable basic goods and services for the poor. Um, We have one focused on health in the U.S. that's running right now out of Boston. Uh, In the next few months, we're going to be launching one in Kenya, focused on innovations that increase the income of smallholder farmers. Um, next, The next source cohort um, with the Hitachi Foundation Investor Circle will be kicking off uh, focused on agriculture this fall uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, we're looking to roll out probably two or three more before the year's end. So if you stay tuned to our Twitter feed or on where we have you know probably one new of these a month coming out.
0: Wow, that's wild. Let's talk just a minute about the agricultural... Uh... Uh, cohort for source. What's the application process like for that?
2: It's a great question. So if you go to vilcap.com and you see the big red button that says apply, uh, you can apply to it. Um, we are really, again, that's vilcap, p.com Thanks for the tee up, Devin. Um, but we're, and we're looking for companies that are uh, really looking at making our agricultural supply chain more efficient. And that could be, we did one of these last year in Louisville. And um, and it could be, uh, you know, just to give a couple of examples from last year, one was a uh, precision insect monitoring device that could be applied globally that enables farmers to figure out how many insects are in what part of their field. It cuts pesticide use 90%, and it saves your average farmer $5,000 a year. A lot of money. They probably can go invest that in Wise Bangin now. Um, the, uh, uh, another one was a uh, electric electric battery uh, that was making tractors be able to be powered by battery and recharged overnight rather than uh, rather than by diesel or gasoline so um, anything related to improving the way we produce and consume our food across the value chain we're really interested in.
0: Wow. Well there are some huge opportunities to improve Food distribution not only in the US but around the world. So it's an exciting thing. I hope you'll keep us posted on that as uh, that rolls forward, Ross.
2: Thanks. Thanks a lot.
0: Now, I want to thank both of you for the time you've taken today. Herbert, why don't you give us uh, one last uh, pitch on how people can engage with you if they're interested in investing on your platform? Where do they go and how do they do it?
3: Sure. Go to wisebanyan.com, sign up to join our list, and you can open an account very soon. Um, we already have thousands of clients live on the platform, and we'd love to have you as the next one. You can follow us on Twitter at wisebanyan as well.
0: Fantastic. Well, gentlemen, thank you both for your time today. This has been great.
2: Thanks, Devin. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Devin. Nice to see you, Russ. Nice to see right. you, Herbert.
0: Let's do some good.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: The one-of-a-kind social enterprise and crowdfunding conference on September 26, 2014 at the spectacular Snowbird Resort near Salt Lake City will bring together leaders from across the country in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. Register before August 31 for just $60 at secfc.co. The roster of speakers will include Rodney Sampson, author of Kingonomics, Francis Batista, the leading animal rights advocate, and other luminaries. See the full list of speakers at secfc.co. Social entrepreneurs attending the conference will have the opportunity to pitch real investors at the conference. Nonprofit leaders will also be given an opportunity to make a pitch for microgrants and to conduct a one day crowdfunding campaign during the event. Learn more at secfc.co.